Producer Michael Miracle here, and before we get into today's podcast, I'd like to quickly invite you to join the I Work For Him Nation. Being a part of the nation is all about being Jesus in your workplace, because you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. So, head to our website, iworkforhim.com, and click on the nation flag, then prayerfully consider joining the nation. We'd love for you to join us in this workplace movement. Thanks again for listening. Here's today's podcast. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian Talk Radio. Hey, thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him today as we talk hip-hop music. But let me not just, let me not digress too far. But first I want to say thank you for tuning in. we got people listening all over the country and around the world, and I want to say welcome. Thanks for tuning in today, and I'm grateful. Make sure you check us out online at iworkforhim.com. All right, hip-hop music. Now, we all know that I am certainly not an expert in music, and I don't have the ability to use music to promote anything. I certainly am not a singer. I can't rap. I can't rhyme, although I've been known to do a Christmas letter rhyme, but it's usually beyond ridiculous. However, if God has given you music ability, are you using it for him or for you? Or are you not even using it? I got a buddy of mine who used to sing in the shower, and his wife said, you know, if you don't use it for God, he's going to take away your incredible voice. He now leads worship one week, weekend a month. You know, if there's no other reason you have music ability, perhaps it's, uh, if there is another reason you have music ability, perhaps it's not your full-time job, but you're gifted. How can you use your talent to impact the kingdom? Maybe it'll lead you to a full-time job utilizing those talents. You just never know. Today, we're going to talk with a hip-hop star who's moved, who was moved by the hearts and the minds of the children of Pretoria, South Africa, and here to tell his story about his trip and the ministry he now calls Safe House, Legend. Legend, welcome back to I Work For Him. What's up, Jim? How you doing, bro? I'm doing okay. I'm doing great. Uh, I'm reading your text message at the same time I'm talking. That is not really a, a talent that I'm really good at, so I'll, I'll read those while you're talking. You know, no Legend, <laughs> Legend, I'm going to send you got... some, some weird smiley faces while you're No, don't, don't do that. That'll really screw me up. It just does, It's no good. I am not a multitasker. That is a gift given to women, not to men. I'm just going to say it right send, there. I'm just going to send you one real quick. There you go. <laughs> okay. All right. So, listen, we want to hear about your your ministry opportunities. Thank you very much for the smiley face. Ministry you're opportunities. Welcome. Thank you for uh, just you know making my life. Now you're confusing me. I can't keep going. Safe House. I want to hear <laughs> about Safe House today, but I want to first hear, how does, you know, you, you and I become friends over the last year. We met last yeah, September. How does the I work for him message resonate with you? I think, um, me- just the just the age old question, at least in our culture, of of not letting ministry be four walls centered, um, but it's what what's happening Monday through Saturday. You know what I'm saying? Um, the fellowship of the saints is what it's supposed to be. But how are you incarnating the gospel where you are, your vocation, um, you know, and whatever you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Because mission isn't just you know going overseas. It's where God has you planted to be His hands and feet. So I love the fact that you're trying to in- encourage people that they're in ministry, like everybody in the kingdom of God is a minister. You know what I mean? So I love the fact that that's what you're talking about. So that's how it resonates with me. That's awesome. I love that. And and it's not that uh, I, you know, our gifts are very, very different, but you look at the gift set that you've been given, the gift set that I've been given. I've been given them out to talk. You've been given them out to rhyme, sing, and, and be musical. They're very, very different. And yet God uses us both within the kingdom. And that's the, that's the amazing part. He's got a plan for each one of us to plug in. So Amen. how, but how did you come to be a hip hop star? I mean, it's just, you know, it's one of those things where people don't walk down the street and go, I'm going to be a hip hop star. Or maybe they do, but not in the neighborhood I grew up in. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, it, with me, it was that was that was one of the aspirations. But I mean, I don't. I, I think I'm far from a from from a star with it. Um, you know, we're we're still relatively um, unknown to mainstream. But I think for for the most part, like I just I always loved hip hop. I always loved music. Um, you know, just just from early on, my mom and dad always put me on the like different varied types of music. I just fell in love with hip hop culture. Fell in love with the music. Um, and then when the gospel came along and changed my heart and my life, it just was natural that it would spill over into the culture and the music that I loved as well. And, I, you know, I'm not the first one to do this. There's been tons of people before me generations back when it was even less popular um, that were rapping for Jesus a long time ago. So um, it's been it's been cool, man. So just me, I, I was able to take a lot of marketplace ideals from nonprofits I worked in, business guys I was around, and try to cultivate a plan to be able to go full-time with the music while being relatively unknown, which doesn't make much sense because typically you're known uh, you you know you have your music it blows up then you make money and then you can do what you want to do. Uh, it's kind of the reverse. Like we've been using the time we've been putting into it to build a platform and to build a name that we want to bring other artists onto, that they can have a big platform to launch from. And that's what I've been working on for for three years, even before that. But I've been full time for three years because I raised some support. Um, so people are starting to know us. We're starting to get our names in places that I think that, I don't even think we know what our reach is yet. It's kind of so fluid. It's kind of hard to grasp it, but. Um, you know, God's not, really it's not important. It's not important that you know what your reach is. I mean, and, and that's at least that's yeah. my perspective because I look at the reach on I work for him. Last month, we had almost 3,000 downloads from Japan. Like, that's how, crazy, bro. First of all, how can anybody that speaks Japanese understand me? Because I talk way too fast. That's what I'm trying <laughs> to figure out. But, but I'm grateful. But we have, we, have, we have listeners around the world just like you do. But that's what I want to talk about. You're, you've got a very unique ministry. Because you grew, I mean, how old were you before you came to Christ? Uh, I was 21. Okay, so, but you were well into music long before then. Yeah, yeah I, started, I started making music as a teenager, at least hip-hop music. All right, so you were in music. Were you doing concerts before then, or did the concerts come after you started your, your, your current career? Yeah, but there weren't really a lot of concerts and performances. It was just high school and wishes. Like, we didn't really get that far. Um, but I just got used to putting, you know, putting things together back then. Um, the concerts came, you know, in my twenties when I started to to rap, and you know, just it was a it was a local scene I could, I could plug into. I was very insecure and nervous as a kid, so I would I would have probably I wouldn't have wanted to perform in front of anybody. But um, okay, it just it, yeah, things kind of worked out later on. All right, so you gave your life to Christ, you and you took your musical ability and said, okay, I'm going to use these for the Lord, and you do you do hip hop concerts in places that most Christians wouldn't say. Well, you can't do ministry. Today. <laughs> I think maybe an alligator just tried to grab your microphone or something, so we got hopefully you Sorry. recovered. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, sure I'm you're good. Okay. All right. You're, so you're definitely in Florida because the first thing you said was alligator. I did. Well, I'm so I was just was thinking that sounded like an alligator eating a, somebody's poor little puppy dog. All right. So when you started doing these concerts, I mean, you don't do concerts in like you know you're not doing them in churches. I mean, you're, you're doing them yeah. in places where people that love hip hop are going. Talk to us about that unique. No, no. Well, we do. We do do them in churches and in conferences. We do do that. Um, it's still it's still unique because a lot of people aren't, you know, sometimes used to gospel hip hop, especially if you're not doing it in, you know, in an urban context. But so we do do a lot of stuff in churches, a lot of stuff in conferences. But then we also have opportunities outside of that sometimes, um, just because the music is good. Like it doesn't matter, you know, how much you're talking about Jesus. If the music sucks, it sucks, and nobody wants to hear it. So uh, we try to make really good music because we know that that's that's the bait for people to even care about what you're trying to talk about. 
um, and that opens up opportunities. And then because there's not a lot of people that have a blend of uh, music, I think this this um, I don't know. They can, we try to make music that can impact all sides. Like we we don't we don't tuck our message of the gospel away, but we want it to be. Even if you don't like the gospel and not fond of Jesus and hate church, um, would you enjoy this music if you like hip hop? And we try to make music that way, a while not tucking away what we're trying to get at. And so that that affords us ears and and opportunities in places that um, that you know wouldn't just typically get for ministry stuff. Well, and I want to talk about I want to talk about one of those concerts. We'll do that after the break because I want to hear about the Safe House Project. How did you get to the spot where you started the Safe House Project? We w- we went to Africa last April and um, and we met a, a great group of kids uh, at a, a orphan care center in Pretoria, and we just thought it would be taken care of real well. But they had to leave about five o'clock and walk home, and they faced this danger of if they don't get home before dark, uh, a high risk of getting snatched up and sold. Um, and so then these are all the way elementary school kids all the way up to high schools. And so when I asked them, what, what's next for you guys here after this week of amazing ministry impact changing our lives, like what's next? They said, we really need a safe house. And I'm like, well, what's that? And they were like, if we find out that a kid is in a vulnerable situation, grandma's sick and there's, you know, a crazy, you know, uncle that's around waiting to sell them off to the sex trade when grandma can't protect them anymore uh, because, you know, a lot of their parents in this care center, they're, they're orphaned because of AIDS. Um, they, those kids that are particularly vulnerable that we know about, we can put them in some transitional housing and protect them until we find some permanent residency for them. And so we just came back from that trip in Africa and just couldn't shake the fact that we thought God wanted us to get involved because they thought the safe house was about three to five years away with their current, you know, budget stuff. So we just said, we, we will, we just were like, look, we're going to make an album. We're going to sell the album and we're going to give a hundred percent of the proceeds to you to build this safe house. In addition to other fundraising efforts, like we're going to go on a fundraising campaign to do that. But we just want to, we just wanted to do something to protect these kids and give our gifts away. And what's the album called? It's going to be called Safe House. And when is it coming out? We are praying, praying, praying that it'll be uh, end of this month, top of next. We're, yes. we're, we're mastering it right now. It's getting wrapped up. Ladies and gentlemen, you might be saying, Jim, what's the deal with a, a hip-hop star on I Work For Him? Listen, God has given each one of us a unique set of gifts, talents, and abilities. And he did not give me a musical ability. And a guy like Legend can go in places that a guy like Jim Brangenberg could never go. And a guy like Legend could sing music and get the attention of people that would never get the attention of listening on a Christian talk radio show. Never, ever, ever in a whole lot of years. And God has given us all those abilities. What abilities do you have that are being used or not being used? Do you got abilities sitting on the sideline going, yeah, I don't really know if I want to use those gifts, talents, and abilities for the kingdom. God gave those to you to be used for his glory and his honor. How in the world will you be? I mean, you got to just let them be used. Legend, here's the question I want to ask for you. You get the opportunity to take your music and take it into urban environs and sing, perform to a crowd that would never darken the doorsteps of a church. Talk about one of those experiences and the response afterwards, because you get exposure to people that pastors would never get exposure to. I mean, sometimes it's just it's just your typical youth, and um, like you're in a different environment. So uh, sometimes, it, sometimes the youth are churched, but they're not saved. Sometimes they're not even close to either one of those. But, I mean, some of the things I've seen is that, you know, people will say, you know, I, I find I actually heard the gospel for the first time, and I really understand it. Because a lot of times we have people come to us, just we, we could say the same thing somebody else has said, and um, then they could have heard the same thing from somewhere else. But, you know, Jesus, church, whatever, has been painted in a bad light because of 
uh, media, because of Christians acting out of character, whatever, and because we just come with, you know, a culturally relevant method or some really good art uh, in an engaging way. You're like the attention is captivated in a different way other than to sit down and listen to me talk for 30 minutes. And it just has been, it's been effective. And I like to sit down and listen to people talk for 30 minutes as long as they know what they're talking about. But like, uh, it's just something different. It's a concert's totally different environments. You, you walk in, you get to create the culture people walk into right. with how you present stuff. And we've seen it just swallow people up in good ways. And we, we're doing that for the benefit of the kingdom. So uh, it's been amazing, man. We've seen, we've seen really good stuff. We've seen people, you know what I'm saying, uh, turn away from drugs at shows. We've seen people say, you know, I was going to go commit suicide tonight because I don't have anything else to live for. I'm not going to kill myself anymore. Uh, I remember one show, uh, you know, we had a young lady rapping with us at one time, and she gave a testimony about how she got molested as a kid uh, and how God had delivered her through that in her life. And if you could have seen the line of young ladies waiting after church just to, uh, waiting after, you know, the show just to stand in a line and talk to her and say, I never told anybody, but that happened to me too. And we were there for hours and hours while she prayed with, people one-on-one and we just kind of mm. sat there and you know what i'm saying we've seen that type of stuff happen and it's not because people haven't addressed things like that but because it was done in a way that went right to your heart one statement that i live by um it's, it's ascribed to plato but nobody really knows it says uh music <laughs> is the most dangerous weapon because it bypasses the senses and goes straight to the heart mm. love that you know, I love that. So, That's great. Hey, you've got a yeah. you've got a you've got a guest join us on the air today. His name is William, and I'm not sure if it's Crawley or Crawley, but I'm from Minnesota. It would be Crawley in, in Minnesota, but who knows? From Virginia, I have no idea how you pronounce that. But why don't you introduce Will and uh, th- and bring him onto the show with us? Will is my man, yo. Uh, Will Crawley is in our community. He's he's serving the homeless community heavy. He's serving. Uh, homeless teens, heavy. He, he's ingrained in, in youth culture because he spends his time working with males, um, trying to get the gospel to them and disciple them and live life with them. He's a very sacrificial man, uh, and he, he just he just he's just a wonderful dude. And um, so I'm honored to call him a friend. He supports us. He he actually donated heavy to us to help us to even be able to get the safe house project off the ground. Uh, and so God's just been really really using my brother. He's got a fantastic family. This is my friend William Crawley. Will, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you. I work for him. Thank you for having me, and, and big up, uh, much love to my brother, Nigel, who, and R.M.M. for all that they're doing. So I just had to just take a few moments just to shout them out and just glorify God just uh, through uh, what they're doing at R.M.M. because it's really making a profound uh, impact within the kingdom of God. Yeah, it's it's it is so much fun to have Legend on the on the air with us today, and Renaissance Movement music is is phenomenal. How did Legend and Renaissance Movement music impact you and your family, Will? Well, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm a dad of teens and, and a 13 year old who's going going on 65, and a 16 year old who's like a <laughs> citizen. And so, you're as a as a young dad who's trying to. Uh, make sure that our, our children are raised in a Christ-honoring, Christ-centered household. Uh, as we know, there are things that are contending with uh, mainstream culture, particularly through hip-hop and the music, and it, it's so influential in such a way that it, it challenges greatly uh, what you're seeking to do by raising uh, children in a Christian household. And so when you have a, a legend, an R.E.M.M., who show up on the scene and, and challenge the culture and let teens know that, Hey, you can be dope. Hey, you can you can use hip hop. You can listen to hip hop 
but it doesn't have to be those negative connotations or that blatant negative imagery that the media shows you. There's a way to be who you are and be true to the music and the genre of music that you love, but still honor God and profess Jesus as Lord and Savior. And that's exactly what Legend and RMM are doing. And how's it impacted your family? Well, it's impacted my family. I have a one. My my son, he's an up and coming artist. He's into the production scene. He's raps. He he loves hip hop. And so his own giftedness is that he wants to be an artist. And so he's been able to connect with with Legend and RMM in a way that they've shown him another way, uh, which is as we know the way, uh, the where there's an, an alternative to the music that you love in this the alternative in creating music that's going to honor God. So you can use your gift, which is a God-given talent, in a way that you can still showcase who you are, you can still perfect the gift that God has for you, but you do not have to compromise. And that's the key thing, uh, teaching the young people, and that's what uh, Legend and RMM are doing, that you do not have to compromise who you are, but you can love Christ and enjoy serving Christ in such a way. Well, how cool is it to have your kids, have you get involved in in Legends Project, the, Sa- the Safe House Project? You can find it online at safehouseproject.org, safehouseproject.org. How, what about the Safe House Project makes you excited? Well, it, it, it's so, to say it's huge is an understatement. Uh, first of all, I'm a, I'm a short-term missionary, so I've been blessed to be able to travel. I've been to Kenya, I've been to Liberia, I've been to Haiti. And so it's in perfect alignment with the vision and the calling that God has upon my own personal life uh, to, to go ye therefore and, and, and share the gospel and preach the gospel. And so Legend and RMM, they're doing that in a profound way, so they're just not just touching upon the issues that are culturally uh, relative here in the States, but they're, they've trained transcendent culture in such a way that they're reaching out to go to a social guve and, and to combat and really call things as they are, to talk about sex trafficking and to create this atmosphere and this setting and this initiative about way of safe house, safe house. My own kids have now latched on that their world is a lot bigger than what it seems and so that they can vicariously through him and RMM go to Social Guve, to go to Praetoria, to learn about what is happening there, to see the movement there, and it just serves as a fire, and it really challenges their thinking, challenges their culture, and just allows them to see just how big of a world that we live in and just how big the gospel is. Hmm. That's just so huge to be able to hear the impact. Legend, it's got to make you excited that, that Will and his kids, his family, are being impacted by the Safe House Project. It's got to, it's got to be exciting. How does that make you feel? Um, honored. It makes me so honored, man. Um, I, like, I started making albums in my grandmother's basement. I never, in my mind, pictured I'd be building a house in Pretoria, South Africa. Uh, I just, it's, it's mind-blowing, man. I just, I don't really know how to take it all the time, if I'm honest with you. Now, I, well, I would hope you'd be honest with me. Will Crawley, thank you so much for calling into <laughs> I Work for him today. Thanks for sharing that testimony. Thanks for being a supporter of Legend and Renaissance Movement Music. But thanks so much for calling in today, Will. You thank you for having me. Thanks for all that you do. All right. Uh, so, Legend, let's talk about safehouseproject.org. People are going to go, okay, how can I get involved? Talk about the project itself. Is it actually a house or an apartment building? W- what is it going to be? Yeah, we're building a house from the ground up. We're going to be um, we're going to be uh, putting pictures up now. We have pictures of the land and where it's actually going to be. It's going to be a house. It's going to house about 8 to 10 kids. It's going to be a transitional house, you know, six months, hopefully, kind of the goal. Uh, there'll be protected, there'll be security, there'll be all that. 
it'll be close enough to the uh, the community where the orphan care center is to reach the kids we need to reach, but far enough away to keep them safe and protected and out of uh, you know under under close watch. And um, and then uh, our partners, Marsha Jenny with Curious Global. That's K E R U S Global dot org. Check them out. They're the ones that are uh, actually they've been over there for 15 years. They built the orphan care center. They take care of these kids, and they'll be working with contractors on the ground from the community in South Africa to build a safe house um, and to to construct it and to staff it and all that type of stuff. So it's it's, it's an actual house we're building. Uh, it's going to okay. have uh, space for eight to ten people. All right. So let's talk about Safe House Project, the album. Okay, so you've you've already recorded. It's being it's being mixed together right now. That's my word. Being mastered into an album today is that what the deal is? Yep, yep. It's being mastered right now, getting the levels right, but the recording's all finished. Nice, and that must be that must be feel very good. How many how many songs are on the album? Uh, it looks like it's going to be fifteen. Now, are you going to actually bring it out in vinyl, or is this just going to be digital MP3s? Uh, it's going to be digital, and we'll get some CDs. It will be cool to have some vinyl. But yes, it would be cool. Come on, that's retro. But but vinyl's coming back. A lot of people. I'm about to say a lot of people are doing it, man. It's not it's not outside of the realm of possibility. We're not there yet, but it's dope to do it. <laughs> I know it's probably a lot cheaper to put it on CDs. I'm sure. All right, so yeah. you're so these 15 songs. What are the focus of those 15 songs? Focus of the song. The focus of the album is that everybody needs a safe house. What we didn't want people to do is buy this album to help to just help the poor kids over there. While that's, that's the immediate short-term goal, we wanted to make the point that theologically we're all, we're all orphaned and all in need of a safe house. We're all in danger, and we all need safety, and we all need a savior. And I think if we slip into the mentality of, man, we got it all together, let's go help them, then we'll forget the fact that we don't have it all together, and we need him too. So um, we wanted to make that point. So we didn't want you to only listen to the record when you wanted to hear about sex trafficking. So that's the, that's the theme of the record, but you can listen to it if you're just in the mood to listen to some good music too. Now, as I understand it, you know, I live in Florida, and you don't live in Florida, but we we got to visit each other in Florida. But the yeah, I-4 corridor between between Orlando and Tampa Bay is like in the number one or two most heaviest sex trafficking areas in our country. I mean, it's it's a yeah, huge, I heard Tampa's huge, the tops. Yeah, it's how ridiculous is that? But most people don't understand the impact of sex trafficking. All right, I I want to being a hip hop star. And as you travel around the country, and the Lord's laid this laid Safe House Project in Pretoria, South Africa, on your heart, how do you protect your family, your kids? You know, you've got your wife Tia, you got a couple of kids. How are you protecting them as you do all this travel? Ministry is busy, pulls you off uh, in lots of different directions. How are you protecting your family intentionally, your marriage intentionally? Oh, man, I I come from a broken home, so that's super important to me. I don't um I don't take anything unless. My wife's on board with it. I don't take gigs. Um, I don't. I don't travel. I don't preach. I run it past my wife first. That's part of my booking process, babe. What do you think? Um, so if she's cool with it, then I'm then I'm good to go. Secondly, I, you know, I, I learned this principle of like trying not to make withdrawals unless you make deposits. So I make sure that I deposit um, time with my wife, um, time my family, time with my kids. So when I need to make a withdrawal, um, you know, it's okay. I look at ministry and all those things. You say yes to something, you got to say no to something else. So I got to say no to my family, but if I've said yes more times than I've said no, I'm able to go do this thing. So that's kind of, I just try to deposit the time with them so I can do those things. And God's well, faithful. And your kids are getting older. I mean, how old are your kids now? Uh, they're still young. My baby girl's six. She's about, they're both about to be, uh, they're both about to, you know, birthday's coming up in a month. So uh, Josiah's three going on four. She's kind of six going on seven. 
Um, All right, so, so don't, that, bl- you know, don't blink. There'll be teenagers before you know it. You know that happens. I, I'm just covering my eyes, man. I can't, I can't believe she's about to be seven. It's crazy. All right. All right, I know you would love to do some hip-hop concerts here in Tampa Bay. What kind of concerts and what kind of venues are you looking for in order to bring your gospel-laced hip-hop music here to Tampa Bay? What are you looking for? Uh, I mean, we're looking for anything, like, you know, outside concert festival venues. We're looking for churches to do good production. We're looking for, you know, clubs that want to bring us in and do something different. Um, You know, we're looking for anything, anywhere that there's good performance and good music. We're trying to be there. It can be a hip hop based event. It cannot be a hip hop based event. We'll we'll be the only rappers on the bill, and that's cool too. So as long as there's something going down, it can be Christ in it. Doesn't have to be Christ in it. We're just coming to do a good show, and you know, touch who God puts in front of us. So anything that anybody knows how to do a good show, we're trying to do it. That's it. And how do people get a hold of you? Rmmusic.tv. Uh, the label's Renaissance Movement Music. So if they go to rmmusic.tv. Uh, for booking specifically, rmmusic.tv slash booking, and you can just make the request there, and we'll get back to you within 24 to 48 hours. Hmm, perfect. That's what I want to make sure you do. Okay, so we've got on the line Christy Wells. Why don't you introduce Christy Wells to our audience? Christy and Jason are two of my favorite people. We get to go to church together. We get to worship together. Uh, but they're just some of the most loving, caring, giving people. Uh, Jason's in the military, serves our country. Uh, Christy's in ministry heavy and, and is raising some incredible children and have a beautiful family. And Christy's got a really cool story about how we hooked up. We've been going to church together for a couple of years, and God just knit our heart together with purpose, with sex trafficking, with uh, uh, renaissance and all this type of stuff. And we just recently locked arms even deeper than I ever imagined to work together. So it's my, it's my sister, Christy Wells. Christy Wells, welcome to Iron Work for Him. Thanks so much. So talk about how you and Legend connected. How did you guys end up on the same ministry platform? (laughs) Well, um, I think what I can safely say is that um, God works in amazing ways. Um, We've been at uh, Crossroads Church for about four years now. Uh, Shortly after we uh, started going there, uh, Nigel got up, Legend got up and performed. Him and uh, Simon Good recovery on that one, just just Uh so you know. That was a good recovery. Uh, (laughs) So... They got up and performed, and having lived all over the country, um, I just had never seen anything like this group of guys. Just their heart for Jesus, their specific intention in the ministry that they were living out and through their music and through their lives. So we were, my husband and I both were just really, really drawn to them. Um, and then about two years ago, um, God started moving in, in my life and made it very clear that there were two things that I was um, to be working on, that my, my husband and I were to be working on. Um, one was that we had to be praying for Renaissance. We didn't know why. We knew that we needed to give our time, um, but at that point, definitely our, our money towards Renaissance. And so we knew God was calling us there. The other thing that God kept putting on our hearts was sex trafficking. Um, anti-human trafficking. And so we gave time and money there. Um, and so they really just felt like two totally opposite directions that my husband and I just kind of faithfully gave and served in those areas where we could. Um, and then about two months ago, I had a conversation with Tia about Safe House Project and shortly after talked to Nigel. And uh, I've said a couple of times I was driving somewhere the next day and I felt like God said, you missed it. And I said, well, what did I miss? So these two things that you thought were completely opposite, we just merged into one project. Now you have your direction and your vision. Now go. Um, and so I, I have not 
stopped <laughs> since then. Um, uh, you know, we jumped on board really quickly with the Safe House Project and the the mission and vision behind it to help these girls in Pretoria, and um, and so now I'm stepping in and helping Renaissance where I can with um, whatever uh, whatever I can do. All right, so Chris, here's a couple of questions for you. First of all, you mentioned that your husband's in the military, mm-hmm. a- active military overseas or here on the st- in stateside. Uh, well, active duty, um, and he uh, he travels. <laughs> <laughs> and if you said any more, you'd have to kill the entire listening audience. <laughs> I got it. Well, and you and 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 his name is Jason. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Is that correct? All right, well, we just want to thank you and Jason for both serving our country. We know that it is not just Jason who is serving. We know that it is you and your family serving alongside of him, and we are grateful for the men and women of our military forces in our country and just wanted to say thank you to you for that. Talk to me about, as a a young lady who you understand the plight of these young ladies in Pretoria, South Africa, when you heard about... The, the sex trafficking going on in that area, and you heard about safehouseproject.org, when you heard about that, what was it, I mean, I, just explain how, how it makes you feel as a woman that these young girls are being preyed upon. Mm. Um, so our, um, my journey in understanding sex trafficking actually went back to when I was about 16, and I went on a missions trip to Costa Rica. And I remember standing on a hillside, looking out over it was essentially a valley um <laughs> it was a valley of death uh, is the best way to describe it and it was these tents maybe three feet wide by six feet long not more than two feet tall full uh, i mean there were uh, thousands of them and what we figured out was that those were tents that prostitutes lived in, um, sex trafficked children, um, as low as age six, were forced into sex slavery, and that's where they lived. And so I worked with a group that uh, was rescuing these children out of that area, um, doing the rescue, doing the rehabilitation. And so I saw that when I was young, and that has plagued me for, for years. And so when Nigel came back from South Africa and we heard about these girls, it just it gave me flashbacks of what I'd seen in Costa Rica. Um, the it is the pit of humanity um, to think about what these these girls and and quite honestly these boys are um, are, are being exposed to being forced into um, as a wife as a mother as a woman uh, disgust doesn't even begin to touch it um, so again when Safe House Project came up and you get a chance to rescue i don't care if it's one girl it's worth it mm-hmm. um and that is the thing that just makes me say yes over and over again day in day out legend when you hear christy talk like that even though she keeps calling you by your first name instead of legend <laughs> and we're just and we're just giving her a hard time we're just giving you a hard time but he's working so on much branding he's so working much branding. on branding you're gonna have to work with your team on branding uh Legend, when you hear that, though, the passion of the people that are volunteering alongside you, that the Lord told her ahead of time <laughs> she was going to be involved in anti-human sex trafficking and and music, and the, then the Lord dotted the I's across the T's. How cool is it to know that the Lord's recruiting for you? Let me know that every good and perfect gift comes from Him. Let me know it's not my plan, it's not my idea, it's not my house. Um it just lets me know that he wants to get this done, and he's going to get it done one way or the other, uh, with or without me. So it makes me privileged to be a part of it. Um, 
I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm part of, I'm part of the plan. Uh, he's, it's his plan. He's essential to it. And the rest of us get invited alongside and it's a privilege. Now the first safe house project you're building in Pretoria is strictly for young girls, correct? No, it's, uh, it's for anybody. It's male, female, it elementary, is. Okay. all the way up to 17. Yeah. Okay. All right. So it, because I understand, as Chris, you just said, it's both girls and boys being sex trafficked. And, and these situations that they get in, you, you mentioned earlier in the show that their parents die from AIDS, grandparents are taking care of them. And then when the grandparents starts to become uh, unable to protect the kids, they get swept up and sold off into trafficking, usually by yeah. a family member. Is that correct? That's that's one of the that's one of the dilemmas uh, that can be. Well, you know, for example, uh, Dr. Marsha and Dr. Jenny, who who are on the ground in Pretoria, we're going to go see them in a few weeks when we go back over there. They are actually, uh, you know, that, for example, they had a kid at their orphan care center who they took care of, and the grandmother was who she lived with, but both of her parents were gone, and the grandmother was getting sick, and she said, "When I die, I need you to adopt my my granddaughter, because everybody else around it, I don't trust what's going to happen to her if I'm not around." So it's just that type of vulnerability. Nobody, they, and they they ended up they ended up adopting her. I mean, it just happened a little while ago. They, they illegally everything straight, but I mean, you have kids staying at staff workers' homes and sleeping on couches because they just don't have safe environments to go back to, and it's just not sustainable. Oh. Um, they got 130 plus kids to take care of, but this is over here where there's nobody. There there are there there's no help to call. There's nobody. They have to walk to and from school. Some of them up to two hours a day by themselves to get where they need to go, and. uh if they don't have anybody looking out for the man, it's just, you just you know what happens. Um, and Christy, so, yeah. what about that project? Do you want to see completed? Which part of that project do you, are you most excited about, Christy Wells? Uh, just overall the building of uh, the building of the actual safe house. Um, getting these girls uh, a place of respite where they can go and and just truly know that they're safe. Um, safety is something that we so take for granted in America. Um, uh, you know, as women, you know, sometimes we can walk on the street and not risk uh, our safety. These girls can't. And so for mm. them to have a place that they can go and truly rest and sleep and not think that they're going to be snatched up, um, I, I want that so deeply so and so quickly. Well, and, and how much money, is uh, Legend or Christy, I don't know which one of you knows, how much money is it going to take to build this safe house? 100000 USD. Okay, hundred grand. Well, you can't build a townhouse in the United States for hundred grand, but you can build a place for eight to ten kids for hundred grand in Pretoria, South Africa. Is that like brick, brick and mortar? I mean, a real decent project? That, yeah, that's, that's everything, bro. Like, for the, the reality is, you know, it's $1 here is 14 rand right now. Oh, so our hundred thousand is one point four million, um, and unfortunately the economy's you know been jacked up a bit. But right. it makes it that lets you know that you're you know you can give ten dollars and it carry a lot of weight sure. to this. So uh, okay, we've talked about a lot today, and I want people. To, I really enjoy the fact that you laughed at my in- inabilities to actually do anything having to do with rhythm. Uh, okay, so here's right. the here's the question: Safe House Project needs a hundred grand. You plan on releasing an album called Safe House in order to raise money mm-hmm. towards this hundred grand, mm-hmm. but you'll also take donations, right? Because this project is going to touch. I mean, if it's going to touch eight to ten kids at a time, it could, in the life of the building, it could touch thousands of kids, couldn't it? I mean, this is this building being built. Man. Yeah. Okay. So, how do people? Yeah, we're going get to be raising in- money to maintain it every year. It's gonna it's gonna be there, man. Like this isn't going away. And so talk 
talk to people right now how they can get involved in the Safe House Project. Um, the three ways I say, man, is um, obviously pray for it. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to give the cliche God, you know, the cliche Christian answer. But I mean, seriously, man, like just pray for God's will for people's hearts to be touched, for justice to happen, violence to stop, and kids to be safe, and all in Jesus' name. Um, I, the, the second thing, man, is if you go to safehouseproject.org, um, you can actually see video, Marsh and Jenny interview, see the kids in the community we're trying to save, uh, or, or at least offer safety to. Um, and then you can spread the word and advocate and tell people, hey, man, you can get involved with this. And let people know that, like, financially, there's support when they do it. Like, they're, whatever they give, if it's American dollars, it's times 14. But whatever it is, translate your currency. Like, we can, your little bit is a lot over here. And we're going to be raising money for this for some time to come. Even after we get the building up, we're going to have to keep pumping stuff over there to keep the building going. So we're going to need help in monthly partners. And the third thing, I just say pray about what God wants you to do. If he wants you to give, give, please. Um, I trust God's sovereignty in it. Give what he tells you to, not a dollar more, not a dollar less, and just do it. And, um, you know, you can, and it goes, and the thing is, it's, it's, it's all, non, it goes through our nonprofit. Renaissance Movement Music is our record label that I own, but we also have started a nonprofit called Expect Renaissance. Uh, this is all through expectrenaissance.org. Uh, and so, you know, you can write it off at the end of the year. So feel free to keep us in mind for that, too. And I imagine um, that link is all on safehouseproject.org. They can donate off this. there. Safehouseproject.org. Okay, just going back to get a little personal with me. Okay, in Norfolk, Virginia, every day. You're obviously not doing a hip-hop concert every day. What are you doing during the day? What are you doing during the day? During the day, I'm doing this, connecting with people, making calls, building stuff, working on projects. I've got two other artists, so I go, you know, I'm legend, L-E-G-I-N, by the way. I've got two other artists, uh, Focus and Sinai, S-I-N-A-I, who are, they all made the Safe House Project with me. We're all going back to Africa together, working on their projects, raising money for, for ministry and discipleship events here in the area, concerts we're trying to throw. So it's always planning for the next event and how to drill in with the lives of people God's already allowed us to touch. And uh, so after Safe House Project comes out, we're working on three other albums. Uh, one of those will be my individual album and an indie album for, so- for Focus and for Sinai. So, you know, always planning and always building, always dreaming about what, what God wants us to do next. Well, maybe I should, you know, I should enlist you to create an opening rap for i work for him because that's what i need i need something that's mine that because i found a great song that i loved but they wanted like a thousand dollars a month for me to play it i'm like yeah that that and i understand that's cheap. i understand that's cheap but that's way too expensive for our our small budget here at i work for him so you think about that i know not all my yep. audience would appreciate a hip-hop opening but i think it'd be pretty awesome legend oh, i man, appreciate I, I they will <laughs> I appreciate what you're doing with the Safe House Project. Find out online you. how you can support Safe House Project, safehouseproject.org. Let's pray about it, and I'll let you go. Father, I just ask right now that you and your divine intervention would lead people to donate this hundred grand. that the money that Legend gets Thank from the Lord. album, the Safe House Project, would multiply the ability to run the project, but that people would donate the Lord. money to build it because a hundred grand is nothing. And Lord, we ask that you would get this done quickly and start saving these kids and getting them off the streets and protecting them from people who want to sell them into sex trafficking. Thank you for Legend's heart and for being on I Work For Him today. Amen. Legend, thanks for being back. I appreciate you. Stay in touch, my friend. Appreciate you, bro. Can I throw out social media? You can really quick. Oh, at RM Music TV. And also follow me at Legend TV. L-E-G-I-N TV. All right. Thanks, Legend. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. 
My workplace, it's my mission field, and I'm not a rapper. But ultimately, I work for him.